I'm going to count down from five. I'm going to go silent at two. Welcome to Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Johari. And we are here to help you. To the best of our ability, which is legally, I would like to say, very limited. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot sue us. I cannot be said enough. You cannot sue us, babe. You cannot sue us. We are unsuable. Many have tried. (laughs) Many have tried. I have actually been sued 12 times this week, and I won't explain why, but I will explain why on my uh, my website. It's um, (laughs) www.mitrasuereport.com backslash this is what happened today and why it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So check it out. Check it out. You're going to love it. You cannot sue us. Um, But we are here to help you. We want to help you. We take calls. We take emails. We take Instagram DMs. No, we don't. We do. We only take the calls and the emails um, of all sorts. Listen, we want to hear it all. We want to relationship advice, sex, dating, um, medical, life, parenting. Uh, Yes, definitely parenting. I would actually like more parenting questions. I would like more parenting questions because um, as you, the viewers and listeners might know, um, Joel and I are not parents, Mm -mm. but I'm sure. Never want to be. And I do. So that we're coming from two drastically different perspectives. That's what you want (laughs) as a parent, I think. But not parents. So definitely hit us up with your parenting concerns. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anything, anything under the sun. We are here to listen and we are here to help. And that's what we're going to do. Of course, if you have questions for us, our number is famously, 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 famously. I would say legendary. Legendary. It is 323-334-0371. That's 323-MY-ASS. Yes. Um, No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. What if that, I wish we would have really been a little bit more... Um, sort of forward thinking about the number that we got because it's tragic that it's not my ass. Three two three my ass. <laughs> three two three my ass. Three, two, my three, with my ass. two 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 Y's and ass with three S's. Three two three my ass nine one one. Yeah, my ass nine one one baby. Um, give us a call. Uh, give us a ring. Um, I have actually so um. Just jumping right in with sort of my week, I have some. I want to solicit your advice and sort of any the advice of our listeners too. If you guys want to weigh in on this, feel free to give us a call. We might listen to it or read it um, on the pod. This happened to me literally after I left you last night. I was driving home, okay, and a friend. I would say, I would say like first, second tier friend, close friend, mm-hmm. and I of course everybody has their friends listed in tiers on a Google Doc. Do right you now. really? No, I don't. <laughs> it is not out of the question. It's not out of the question. It is like I it is something I it used to be at any given point in time during the day, I would know who were my inner circle, my first tier friends were by being like, who would I have stand up at my wedding right now, this second? I think that way too. Yeah. And I, I sort of right now, especially now, and I'm sure it's the same for you, like now that I'm traveling a lot more for work, it's just so much harder to maintain friendships. Yeah. So I think of my first tiers as the ones that I'm maintaining actively. Now it is switched in the last couple of years since, you know, um, I've talked about this before. I do not ever want to be in a long-term relationship anymore. Um, who would be the pallbearers at my funeral? Um, who would carry? 
who would I choose? Because I do, I do, and this is real. I do have a Google Doc right now with that I continue a living doc, ironically called living doc of what I want my funeral to be. Oh, like um, that's cool. Who like music themes? Who and again, you want your funeral to be a party? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Right now, I want I want my funeral to be just playing the Love Actually Bay City Rollers funeral scene over and over again on a loop while you just push my uh, uh, push my body into uh, the Silver Lake. Wow. Yeah. Love that. I would um, love to be dropped in the hole. I think that is so <laughs> funny. No, yeah. I would love to have, like, I want my, if if I'm in a casket, I want my pallbearers to drop me and make it look like an accident. And, but then, like, that's that, a fun bit. There, but then, like, no, but now I'm saying yeah. it here, but I think it'd be funny. I want, I want you guys, I want, I just want to be tossed into the La Brea tar pits, which, by the way, were my idea first. I, I thought of that and then I drove by it and I said they copied me. Uh, <laughs> I had that idea. I had that idea for years. I talked about something crazy. And I just want to say to all the listeners, you guys are all going to be pallbearers at my wedding, <laughs> at my funeral. <laughs> okay. Back to the thing that, had, that happened to me, though. Yes. Um, okay. I was driving, and I got this text. And yes, I did look at a stoplight. Okay. My friend sent a, t- a tweet of mine with, this is not funny. This is not cute or self-effacing. Um, he should get fired. Um, why does he do this? And then I realized it was about me. <gasps> no. Yeah. It was my friend talking shit about me to me accidentally. And then what I immediately did is I got home and I sat and I stood in it for truly so long. And I, what I, did I, did I confront him that night? No. Did I send a screenshot of the text and alert literally all of the other friends in our circle that he did this. Yes, absolutely. I did. And I complained about it endlessly all night to literally anyone who would listen. I did. And everyone was like, you should confront him about this. You should. And it just, you should be fired. Well, it was because I think I was like making a joke about like doing drugs, which I know that we're like three episodes and you guys have heard enough about it. I've heard the feedback, which we haven't even gotten yet, but I know we will. Honestly, the most hurtful part about it was like, this isn't even funny. And I was like, oh God, I hope they're not sending around all of my unfunny tweets because what an endless chain of texts that would be (laughs) if all of my friends are just talking about every tweet that they didn't think was funny. Um, And it was really hurtful and it's wildly not the first time this person has accidentally done this. No. Yeah. And that's what's wild to me because I'm like, how do, how would you ever do this again? Yes, because like I think well, most people, this has happened to them before, like because it's just you're, like you're yeah. – especially when I didn't have a smartphone and it was just like – it was it was easier for things to yeah. get messed up. Like when I would have like a razor or something like that, you could just it, yeah. the phone itself would fuck up sometimes. Well, and so. sometimes you're think, thinking like, oh, fucking Chris, fucking Chris, fucking Chris. Who am I sending this to, Chris? And like you do that, yeah. but it was, but it weird. would not happen again. I've had it before where I'm like fighting with one friend on one text chain, and then talking about the fight that I'm having with that friend with another friend and uh-huh. then got mixed up and sent something about the friend I was fighting with. That makes sense to me, but like this is like an out of the blue. Like we don't it's text like outside of our group text thread that we have with all of my friends here. And it was like really upsetting. And also because it just like solidified 
I'm a such a parent, like paranoia is like huge with me. It's been huge with me since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like I struggled making friends when I was growing up and that's something that like internalized in me. So I always assume all my friends are talking behind my back anyways. Yeah. Which is bad. Yes. It's bad and it's like one of the, it's truly one of the main themes that I talk about with my therapist all the time. And so then to receive this text, I was like, well, this just confirms truly every irrational thought I've ever had in my entire life um, about all of my friends here. And specifically like, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. It really sucks. And I was like, and all my friends were like, I think you should confront him about this because I, and I- Have you spoken yet? Well, and then this morning- I did wake up and he was like, (laughs) well, because what I did and this is bad and this is and I and I understand that like I understand. Please know that I understand and I will I have a therapy session tomorrow and I'm going to get reamed by my therapist, Dr. Neil, Mm. for this. But he um, I tweeted about it instead because I wanted him to know that I knew that he did it, but I didn't want to tell him that I knew that he did it. It sucks to me that like I couldn't confront it and that I had to take to Twitter to do that and be passive aggressive because that is my MO is like passive aggression and mm-hmm. I'm, it's something that I wish I were better at because I lying in bed last night getting truly every single friend that I texted about it was like you got to say something to him now yeah that's messy too but I'm just also yeah and that too is messy because that, that was like your friend is, was messy and then you were messy and then I was messy because I was like this is my this is the revenge is to let everyone else in our circle that I'm close to not everyone in our circle but like everyone that I was close to that I felt comfortable sharing this with I was like they're gonna know because like and now you're the villain right I mean the way I see it is like you're gonna have that conversation no matter what so it's like how many steps are gonna happen before that yeah. like you're gonna have the horrible talk but this is and this is a person who is like so closed off emotionally and so like I'm not so not someone I would ever have like a deep conversation with mm-hmm. um and but like you're going to have <clears throat> a conversation about the no event. it's gonna it's literally gonna be something that I think I harbor resentment towards him for the rest of our friendship. And I'm never gonna. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is because this is my thing. I always think about this when when stuff like this comes up, like these sorts of conflicts come up. I'm like, what could I conceivably get out of confronting this person and trying to work on this person? Because there will always be a block in our friendship. We mm-hmm. will never achieve sort of like intimate levels of closeness as friends because there is just an intrinsic sort of block in there psyche and my psyche that make us at the end of the day a little beyond sort of like surface hanging out shooting the shit playing games like like there is always going to be a little bit of a block i think mm-hmm. and it's and, and because we are just not compatible on on the level that we need to be yeah in order to get there and i that is um well, I don't know. I just I think I it's hate... time to adjust expectations and create distance. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this person's not going to be your best friend, and you're not going to have a meaningful conversation with them, and they don't like your work or appreciate your work in the way that they should for you to feel comfortable with them. So it's like, well, and here and now, as I'm hearing all of this back, as I'm saying it too, this is the thing. This is maybe where the conversation comes in because I'm projecting a lot of this onto this person. I'm saying I I know that this person doesn't respect me and doesn't respect my work, but that is just my reading of the way I feel when I'm tr- around them and being and and the way I'm treated around them. And so that might be completely false. This person might absolutely respect me. But they don't make you feel good. But they don't make me feel that way or feel good. And there are and that's not a blanket thing because we have a lot of fun together. We we do agree on a lot of things. They have yeah, like, but like said nice things about me and I think they're great. 
it is so I, I guess maybe that is the thing that where the conversation comes in is like do what do you actually think of me and yeah, how many times you have you want sent to texts know? like this like wouldn't you want to know if this person yeah thinks I guess that you're... I'm so chicken shit though because I'm I like even the text that I sent in response to this apology I was like yeah whatever it's fine and now like it, it feels yeah, good it's that not, it's done it's know? like it's but it's not like because it's not like you sending that text makes you stop feeling bad. I know. And it's it feels like, again, like a wasted opportunity. Like I had my yeah, chance last night there. to confront him and then I had my chance this well, morning. Well, I'll just say you also can still talk about it. Yeah. Now, if you want to. I'm your friend. <laughs> I'm the friend who sent the text. <laughs> what a crazy text. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be amazing if I were just like, so do you want to talk about it? <laughs> right here on the pod. <laughs> um, what, what did anything, did anything happen with you? I'm sorry. I monopolized so much of our time with this. No, no, no. I'll text. say, um, I had, uh, this actually, uh, kind of harkens back to an incident in our last episode, uh, where you experienced in a caribou coffee with a line cutter. Um, <laughs> So I had a moment with a truly psychotic, uh, I had a truly psychotic experience getting coffee about a week ago. And um, I'd waited in a long line. It was a really like, it was rush. It was, I think it's like next to a yoga studio and a class had just gotten out, whatever. I had not attended the class, but I was, I was there. But you wanted them to think that you were. Yeah. I mean, I came, I like sprayed myself down. So I looked really sweaty and like, I always look like shit. So I, I was really easy to believe. Um, But I, uh, I was waiting in line and as I was about to come up, this woman runs in front of me and she's like, she's, she was sitting, she was standing in line right behind me. And she was like, she cuts in front of me and she's like, I'm sorry, I have been waiting in line for a really long time. Can I just go in front of you? And I was like, me too. Like, <laughs> it was so crazy. Like, I've been waiting in line longer than you. But I was like, um, sure. No. <laughs> You didn't even ask if it was like an emergency? No, well, she's like, I've just been waiting in line for a long time. Can I get in front of you? And then she bought two cookies and then left. And I was like, are you? Oh. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess the world is perfect and women um, always have options. So <laughs> that's sort of the point of this podcast. Yeah. We just want to let everyone know that that is a universal truth for all women out there. Yeah, the world is perfect and women have options. Exactly. So just remember that you have just as many options, if not more. And you can always cut uh, me in line. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that universal truth, um, we're going to go to a break really quick. And when we come back, we've got some people to help. Okay, we're back and we are here uh, to answer some questions and we're going to start off with a sort of a we've got we've been getting a multitude of yeah. questions about the same topic. Just our so inbox flooded. And- our inbox flooded um and uh keep the flood coming, but we'll say we got a couple questions about the same topic and we're just going to combine them into one because we think we have a lot to offer yeah. on this subject. So we're um we're going to call this body hair because it's all about body hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, we're so, so creative. And yeah, I'll say so that creative. for me um, you know, some comedians are all about like lowest common denominator, but I kind of always reach for that fruit that's at the top of the mm-hmm, tree. So mm-hmm. some people might hear thing that's body about body hair and think of something like poetic and cool. Yeah. And as for me, I just say exactly what it is because yeah. um, I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. And so the, so we had a couple uh, people, um, uh, variety of, uh, you know, identities and all that kind of stuff. But their main concern was just that they have too much body hair. Um, one person is femme and stopped shaving their armpits and legs. Another person um, who gave us their full name. Full name. 
Um, Which is like, if we wanted to, we could fucking read it off. So this person um, said, you know, led with my ass is too, I'm going to do a voice. My ass is too damn hairy. So I'm glad I did that. And (laughs) And then did the high me trenchel. This is such an interesting way to to write an email, I find. Yeah. And then asked how, they asked, do you guys have hairy asses? And how do I gain confidence in my hairy little butt? So both of you sort of concerned about your body hair and want to know how to have confidence. Our person who stopped shaving armpits and legs um, has been wearing long pants or shirts with sleeves and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to talk to you about body hair. I mean, and I am queen body hair. I'm a swarthy little bitch. Uh, my, uh, I'm, I'm gifted with a, a beautiful Middle Eastern family who gave me a th- coarse, dense thicket of body hair all over every inch of my body. And it has been a lifelong thing for me to just deal with having hair on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you shave? Um, I shave like parts of my body and not others. I know it's filth. There are parts of my body that I do shave. I don't shave my armpits either. I sometimes shave my legs. Um, but I, it just takes so much time. I remember one time like hooking up with a guy in college and I was talking about how I had body hair everywhere and how annoying it was. And he was like, and, and like, I have hair on my nipples that I remove. And, Mm. um, he was like, or I guess I don't really know, whatever. Anyway, but he was asking me like, what do you do about your nipples? And I was like, I don't get hair there. (laughs) 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 And he was like, Okay, I mean, he he was just curious, and I got really insecure. So I get that. Well, this is this is a this is a not an area that I can be super helpful in because I am Asian, blessed with truly neck down, no hair, um, <sighs> nothing, a little tuft above my little penis, it's so <laughs> just a little tuft of, so of pubic hair. Um, and I do. People ask me constantly if I shave my legs. Um, and I don't. I just I get very little hair mm-hmm. um, there. I'm a, I'm just a little boy. Um, and I do get one single long hair that grows um, near my nipple wow. that I have to pull out every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but that's I have, it. I've started getting a lot more chin hair, which is a sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I think like. Uh, the thing that made me more comfortable when I stopped shaving certain parts of my body is, first of all, realizing that, like, no one cares or notices. Mm. Like, I have never – like, I didn't know that Joel didn't grow hair. Like, I see Joel all yeah. the time. I do not notice other people's body hair. Yeah, I mean, I had to ask you. Same. I've, I've truly never clocked. And and granted, I'm not looking – I think I think that they are maybe asking more from a, like – desire sort of standpoint so clearly like yeah. I'm not I'm not scanning your body for the things the mar- I've, I've sort of my, my, I, I look like, at you as a blob right 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 and I, I you don't know fuck. and what Joel um, means by that is that Joel always looks at me sexually because <laughs> he <laughs> admires my female form yeah. and shape um so that's how I heard that but but I also think like with women too it's this fear or, yeah. or femme people feeling like they're like people care no matter what yeah, like yeah. I I started shaving everything so early, even before I was even thinking about wanting to mm-hmm. be touched because I just thought that that was the expectation. So I think just, like, if, if you're making the choice to not shave, great. Like, 
rock on. I I love I love my life and when I don't do it, just know that people are really not paying attention and the people who are bothered by it are probably people that you don't want to be spending time yeah. with anyway. I can say sort of blanket like anytime I hear that like a guy will only like like people have preferences, mm-hmm. but so do you. Like your preference can be people who embrace or are cool with your body hair. Yeah. Um also like as for like the hairy ass, like who cares? Yeah, it's my like, I, I I feel like this person is gay. I sort sort of assumed that. I didn't. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say this person is gay. And I guess even if you're not gay, this this holds true. It's something that really like helped me come to terms with some of the things that about uh, that I struggled with is is seeking out porn that featured people that look yes, like me. Because there's honestly. like mainstream porn is all women with or men looking a certain way. And like if you find I love I really it really did help to like be like, oh yeah, like there are lots of yeah. women in porn with like big fat bushes. Yeah. Like people love it. And I, it's recent that this is this yeah, way. I I I have less sympathy unfortunately for the man writing in because I do think that like hair is still mainly seen as like masculine and like that is still a currency that you know gay men and more men in general like are able to sort of trade on more easily i think Mm -hmm. i have more sympathy for the femme um in this equation for the women out there who don't want to shave but yeah i mean like i don't and again like i have a very wide sort of array of guys that i like to have sex with but it's again not something that is a deal breaker not something that is the first or last thing i notice about somebody it is just sort of like hair color to me you know it like yeah it's it's just preference and i i would not want to be with someone who cared if i had leg hair Mm -hmm. like that's my preference to have leg hair or not have leg hair i really fluctuate and i think also just like when you first stop shaving a part of your body it's gonna feel weird for a few days when you walk around with like a sleeveless shirt on i get that when i stopped shaving my pits i felt that way um, but then it just goes away. Yeah, like the like, only person thinking you, about it is you. It's, it's like people like, in the gym, like in the locker room. Like you're not looking at no. other people's naked bodies being like, what the heck? You're looking like if you're looking at all, you're like, cool, okay, whatever. I'll never think about that again. I think that's a really good point though. I think like stopping shaving is like sort of like deciding in your 30s to start wearing a, a fashion hat. You yeah. know, like of course it's gonna feel weird at mm-hmm. first because you're not a person who's worn a hat for the rest, you know, most of your life. But eventually everyone will sort of get on board and notice it and it'll just become another part of the general. Well, also, like everyone is so wash. psychotically insecure about themselves yeah. and so worried that yeah. they look stupid at any uh-huh. single point in time that no one is stopping to be like, oh my God, that person has like hair on their knuckles. <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> I have hairy hands and no one has ever noticed or commented on it. And if they notice, like, God bless them, it's not going to stop anything. Yeah, I feel like the only people who notice stuff like hair and and are, like, just the psychotically hot people who have every option available to them. And you don't want to be with those people anyways. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> Problem solved. Um, okay, so now, um, now we have a we have a, a call, and it, again, it's this is um, this is touching on a theme that I think we might have even addressed in a in a previous episode, but this one has some twists and turns that we really felt we needed to address. Yeah, so legend status. I would say. Let's give it a listen. All right, probably didn't make it in on time, but so I um have a closet case guy that I think is in love with me, not sure. Um, but he continues to send signals and call me while drunk and et cetera, et cetera. So I met him at a conference in Seattle where he was drunk and then made out with me, told me I was a bad kisser, and then we got in a fight about Kamala Harris. Um, 
I was opposed to was supporting. Uh, anyhow, um, he invited me to visit him in San Diego. I live in Arizona. I went to San Diego. Um, and then when he seemed like he was going to kiss me, I asked him if he was going to. He said no. He just wanted to be friends. And then after that, later on, we played Call of Duty with his ten roommates, and then he <laughs> laid on me on the couch and, like, kept looking into my eyes. So, my question, do I pursue this or do I just give up? Also, maybe an important detail, he's moving to Moldova. And <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Ten roommates. Ten roommates. Ring the alarm. Ring the alarm. Yeah, you don't want to be with someone with ten roommates. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I feel like we've gotten some questions that we haven't even addressed yet that are about closet cases. Mm-hmm. And I want to speak specifically about that, but also um, it, closet cases is not so intrinsically all that different from anyone who's just not into you. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, you know, like I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's never enough. It's never worth the work. And there are better ways to spend your time. It really, and I and I get it. Like you, you live in Arizona. I'm very lucky. I've lived in cities with, you know, bustling gay populations. Um, New York and LA and Chicago and all of these places that have, um, you know, a wide swath and and plenty. And like I'm uh single because of me, you know, the problems in my life. Uh, but I, And as for me, Joel is the only gay person that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just never, it's never worth it. And like, uh, the, the, I think that's the hardest part to listen to was um, never, like, it, it feels like when you're dealing with a closet, closeted guy, it is like you're dealing with like a little baby doe and you can't like spook them. Because like you asking like, are you going to kiss me? It's like, no, any interaction, any experience I've had with a closeted guy is like, you really, it's like you're tripping into having sex with someone. Like, it's just like the most like delicate sort of like mm. hand out. It's like getting a bird to trust you. <laughs> yes. Is, it was what it's sort of akin to. Well, it's also um, like you have been, it seems very, um, like you've, you've been very forward with this person. You coming to see this person, mm-hmm. you have, you have truly, Shot your shot. It has not been yeah. reciprocated. Pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. Here's and this is the general advice for anybody dealing with someone who you're not sure if they're into you or not. If you've made yourself so available mm-hmm. and they have still not given you the what you need out of it or reciprocated that availability in any sort of meaningful way, close the door. Get mm-hmm. out of there. Get out of there. Because it's just it's. It's such a waste of time. And then this guy's moving to Moldova. Good luck. Like, I don't know why you're even you calling. Fun in Moldova. What do you, what did, what do you think is going to happen? What, like, you're going to, he's either not going to move to Moldova or he's going to bring you with him. Oh, you're going to go to the country from Princess Diaries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genovia. Genovia. Now, Genovia. We do, Dana, um, we, we did want to call this guy and unfortunately he's on a bus right now um, because our <laughs> producer Dana has been texting back and forth with him and we do have a little bit of an update and that is that he um, moved on. Since, since making this call, he now has a boy friend that is um uh what what did he say this one actually acknowledges that he's gay Ah! um smiley face emoticon with the cowboy hat um so he is dating bradley cooper um from a star is born um we that's that is what that emoji looks like to me um so yeah so he's doing fine so he's dating a guy who pisses pants on the stage but at least (laughs) we did just want to like 
listen to the call because again, 10 roommates, tough to hear. You, it, you hate to hear it. Tough to, 10 roommates all playing Call of Duty. 10 roommates playing That's Call a Mountain of Duty. Dew commercial. I mean, that is like, it truly is. And imagine the stink of that room. Oh <laughs> and what temperature. And, and then like, just how, that, you know, it's like, on top of you. no matter where it is, it's humid. Yeah. Like if there are 10 guys in a room Mm-mm. that all live together and they're all playing, I want to know how many vegetables are in that fridge. <laughs> Zero. Um, Okay. I'm glad. We're glad to hear that you're doing well. Um, We're glad to hear that you found a boyfriend that is out and gay. And um, my general thing is I just never want to, you never want to be the first when they're out of the closet. Mm -mm. And that's tough to hear. And I think people, I'm going to get blowback on that, but I don't care. That's how I feel. Shall we move on? What's next? Let's move on. We have a, we have a, a submission from, to our Google form wow. um, that presented a very uh, complex issue. Uh, but I think for us it'll be pretty easy. <laughs> Which is, um, what do I do if I think my friend is dating a racist? Oh, wow. I forgot about this one. But yeah, let's read that. They have been dating for a year. And in a conversation, she accused another friend of, quote, pulling the race card. Now, I don't know how to support both of my friends and love them both. Hmm. Um, yeah, so this is a little – you were confused. So I want to pull this apart and just make sure that everyone is aware. So the friend is dating a girl – Mm-hmm. Who she, who our 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 listener believes is racist because the girl uh, accused an, a, a a second oh, friend yeah, of pulling the race card, um, and so now our our listener wants to know how they can support both the friend that is dating this racist girl and the friend that was accused of playing the race card. And I guess my first question that I really need you to listen and I really need you to think about it is: I'm listening. Was your friend playing the race card? <laughs> Like, uh, that is, uh, you really need to actually ask yourself that question <laughs> because this could unravel the whole premise of your, no. <laughs> your problem. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It is so brutal to even hear that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no matter what, your other, if your friend is dating a racist, and it sounds like your friend is dating, dating a, racist, a racist, then yeah. they are okay with racism and racists, yeah. which makes them a racist. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is. If true. you're an enabler, you're doing it too, honey. Yeah, I guess that's the thing is like, have you brought this up with the friend who's who's dating this girl? How desperate are they? Like, why why her? Like, what else is going on in that relationship that's keeping this person here? And did they witness this fight? Did they stand up yeah, for your friend? Yeah, were they there? Like, like, who defended the friend? Did anyone defend the this friend? This is leaving us with so many more questions. Your fr- the friend who's accused of playing the race card must be so exhausted yeah. by your fucking friend group. And you should you should get that person a drink the next time you yeah. see them. If I honestly, <laughs> I, I, do, I do feel like, you know, without knowing so enough, like – you need to not focus so much on loving the friend that's dating this girl and, and focus on the friend that, like, is seemingly under attack. <laughs> Insulating your friend and being a good ally to your friend who has been accused of pulling the race card, yeah. which uh, does not exist. And so. I feel like if this is if this is even on the radar for you, just, like, pull away, you know? And mm-hmm. that friend will either come to their senses or they won't. But yeah. Do not enable your themselves. friend who is enabling a racist. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like, 
you can have your like maintain your friendship with that person, but just be like, hey, I'm not cool with the way this person conducts themselves, and I do not want to be around it. So, yeah. Um, Say that you're not going to spend time with that person. Yeah, I love an ultimatum. I love a friend ultimatum. I think it's so powerful, and especially when you're wielding it for something like this, it's just good. When I give my friends an ultimatum, I come instantly, and it is so hard. <laughs> a deluge. And I black out, and I come to days later, and they are always on my side and it always works. <laughs> yeah. So um, when in doubt, give them an ultimatum and move your ass on. Um, we have a call now, right? But, we have a call, but, but we're, we're going to take, take a, break. a quick break. And when and we then, come back, we have a doozy for you guys. And we're I'll so say excited. every show, every call on the show is the call of the century. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is no different. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Hello. Uh, hello. What a break. What a break. Um, and with us now, we're going to take a, a quick listen to a sweet boy, a sweet, sweet boy who has, I think, a pretty common problem um, that a lot of straight boys have. Definitely. I mean, actually, it's maybe not even a problem that just straight boys have. I actually have this problem. Yeah. With, I Yes, definitely. With girls, specifically. <laughs> but let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen to this problem hi you two cuties (laughs) my advice question that i would like to ask is what do i do when a girl is showing signs of interest in me and i have this thing where every time a girl makes a move on me i get so scared and i freeze and then like 10 minutes later when i've kind of processed all my emotions I feel like I've missed the chance and these girls are gone or not interested in me anymore. And, um, yeah, that's my question. That's, this is my advice I need help with. Uh, thanks guys. I love you both. Bye. Well, I can just tell off the bat that this is a a good, sweet, kind person who's done nothing wrong in his entire life. Yes. I feel very confident in asserting that just from the few seconds that we just heard his voice. I would say, um, 10 minutes is probably not enough time yeah, for someone was... to have found someone else and already be gone forever, at least not every time. I want, Yeah, I really want to know more about, like, the situations that he's in. Where, like, like, if it's speed dating, yeah, then you like got to act the fast. Only, the only situation I can think of where 10 minutes would really make or break. Maybe and he then... does all of his flirting, like, at a gas station when there is a cute girl at a pump. Uh, across from, and then she's like, I, "I gotta get to the I next gotta car. Go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta get back." It's in my Oregon. Car Is Oregon away. where they where they still have to pump the gas for you? And yeah, New I'm getting Jersey? a co- confirmation. Yes, <laughs> in New, New Jersey? Jersey, really? Jersey. Yeah, I think you're making that up. I no. have to say, <laughs> I have to say that this man, um, uh, uh, I, kudos to him to even know for even knowing when people are show, that being so confident that people are showing interest in you yeah, is a me, skill that I don't know. I also do not know that skill. I will say my current boyfriend was my friend for one year and did not know that I was interested in him <laughs> until I told him over text because I was too scared. <laughs> well, my thing is, is whenever I assume someone is flirting with me or into me, I always immediately am like, um, no, that, that, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Yeah, Which is like, like a sort of adjacent problem, I think, to what he's experiencing. Yeah. When but people like, are flirting with me, I'm know. like, they love my mind. 
and then nothing else. <laughs> I usually, my like truly my biggest problem is whenever someone shows interest in me, it's like, oh, it's because I always have drugs. <laughs> like, they know, they never bring their own and they know I always have, I'm always carrying. And so, and now that is like, a, it's like <laughs> not an ideal. It's not why I <laughs> love you. <laughs> yeah, with me, I'm like, oh, they love my body of work. <laughs> <laughs> even better. I wish, I wish I even had that confidence. <laughs> but there's no part of me. Well, at least yours, you're like, this person associates me with fun. Yeah. Mine is like, they associate me with fucking grinding and having back pain. I I still <laughs> would rather have yours, though, because my in my head, I'm always like, they actually did actively dislike my art and are like, how does he made such, a, how is he a, such a success in this industry? Who cares? Because he's making money to buy good drugs. And well, that yeah, is, so that your, is every interaction. That is what I believe is happening behind the scenes of every interaction. Your assumption is that you are fun, cool, go to parties <laughs> and can afford drugs and, and, and have them and have, have the clo- good clothes where you put the drugs and, and uh, Constant, I'm wait, I've, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to a beachfront party soon. Okay. Where like I'll See, be wearing a And that's speedo. why you think that's people already, think of drugs. Already. And because I would never, I'm never invited to a beachfront party. So <laughs> I think people love my body it's of a, work. It's a party <laughs> on the beach. But they are, they're like no fanny packs, no, um, no bags of any kind. And we're all going to be in bathing suits. And I don't know where we're going to put the drugs. That's a real, if you have an answer for me on that, call in. Dana, what's the number? Okay. It's 323 334 0371. So call Thank us. Thank you, Dana. Let us know. <laughs> Thank you, producer Dana. <laughs> call me, let me know where I can where I can stick it. Um, but back to this to Mr. Cutie is what I'm calling him. Yeah. So Mr. Cutie is slow to process his emotions and register information. And he thinks that within 10 minutes the girls are gone that have expressed interest in him. Which is strange because I'm we're both in love. We're both in love with him already, but I think what I think what we need to do now um, is get on the get on the horn. No, <laughs> get on the horn with him. On the horn and really and flesh this out because I I do want to know more about like what what situation he's in where ten minutes is the time frame. Yes. Why he? Um, I guess like why why would you not think you're worthy of this attention from women? And because obviously ten minutes of in attention. ten minutes, and he's getting it frequently enough that it's a problem he called and he's there's a pattern there's a pattern so i want to know more okay um so let's give him a call right now dana give us mr cutie all righty um on the line with us now is our own mr freeze we've been calling you mr cutie is there a name that you prefer us to you guys are calling me mr cutie yes that's that's what you (laughs) you addressed us as as cuties um Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's okay, all, so coy. Uh, so coy. <laughs> no, we wanted to talk a little bit. We wanted to get a little bit more context to your um, yeah. to your question. Yes, we were, specifically, we were curious. You were talking about how it takes you 10 minutes to process, and then all of a sudden the girl is gone, right? What yeah. do you mean by that time frame? Because we're confused by that. I just want to. I want to place you somewhere. We pitch like speed dating yeah, or something like that. That's like, the picture. Uh, yeah, like let take us through the take us through like a scenario where a girl comes and hits on you from like top to bottom. <laughs> where are you? Yeah, where are you? What are you right. wearing? Oh, okay, okay, I see where your mind's at. What am I wearing? I'm wearing uh, shorts and t-shirt. Okay. Uh, and well, I see why she's teeth. hitting on you. Yeah, and I'm standing. Uh, around at a house that I've come to and 
Uh, the point of what I'm saying is like, these girls, when they come to me, I'm so enraptured and excited by them. And the whole experience is so intense and amazing. And then like, it's like I blink and then they're like, uh, like the, the, that the moment has passed. time where I could have, yeah, the moment is gone. Got it. Got and these it. girls are being in the moment and they're only giving me one chance. I don't, I don't think that's true. I would say. Um, Speaking in your experience as a girl. I would say in my experience, if I'm coming up to a guy at a party, and this is like a person you've never met, right? Yeah, or like I've met that day. Casually, yeah. Sure. It's, so, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. so you, I'm coming up to a guy. That means I have sussed out the situation. I've like, I, if, for me, if I'm coming up to someone, I've already scanned the room and I have, um, I've had a very limited uh, number of contenders mm-hmm. and the person that I'm coming mm-hmm. up to is maybe the only contender but is one of a very select few contenders because I'm shy and I don't want to come up to guys and waste my time so I'm into yeah. you already yeah, here's my question you. for you are are these girls like sort of blowing your mind w- like wide open with like oh me or are these girls that mm-hmm. you have also eyed out and been like this is mm-hmm. a prospect this is a prospect like, is it a complete yeah. sort of blindside when they come up to you and start flirting? I don't think so. I think it is definitely a two-way street. And Okay, well, I then here's the thing. It, here's what you need yeah. to do is if you already know that this is a girl that you could be attracted to, and you think <laughs> if, if you've already marked her with your scent... Okay, you've already, se- you've already sent out the pheromones. Then you yeah. have a head start. Start doing that 10-minute time period. This is, I mean, this is, clear, this is actually what I do with literally every gay person I've ever met in my entire life is I imagine our entire future together uh-huh. in, a, in mm-hmm. that 10-minute time frame because I get the 10-minute t- the time frame that you're talking about. I just do it preemptively yes. with every gay person that I come across that I'm even remotely attracted to. <laughs> and so, wait, and I'm so I'm like, I'm placing you in this, right. like, house party in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's sort of where I'm placing and it. And you don't have to answer. Okay. We're just deciding that you're in the Pacific <laughs> yeah, Northwest. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't, don't care if that's know, true. Yeah, I, I, I don't want you to confirm or deny. I just... That's where you are in my head, and you're at this house party, and you walk in. And, and it's sort of need- like, the, the party's like, it's like very wooded area. Yeah, very wooded. So it's occluded, okay. and you can kind okay. of play the music as and you're, as you there's want. indoor, outdoor, there's a fire outside, there's mm-hmm. like indoor, there's like sort of like. Uh, there's definitely indoor at this house. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys there? Are you there? Yeah, I mean, maybe. What happened to me? Here's the thing. And I, I need you to, to remember that we're there now with you going forward. And I need you to walk into oh, that party wow. and scan and say... There's two loud, annoying people on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and we're on your shoulders and you're scanning the party. And if, you, if there's a girl there that you're attracted to or you've been in a group like chatting with and you are vibing with in the group setting, start your timer yeah. there. And start doing this, like, and imagine your first date, your first kiss, your first lovemaking session, your first, your wedding, your child. Like, imagine it all and get it out of the way. Okay. And also because, like, this phenom- this, like, who me phenomenon, you got to get over it. It's yeah. not attractive. And also, like, if these people are coming up to you, that means that they're interested in you. So enjoy yeah. it. Rock and roll, uh-huh. dude. <laughs> Thanks. That's good advice. Yeah. I just think you need to, you need to, if you're entering a party space... You need to get into that headspace preemptively if you know that this is going to take you a while to, to warm up into it. Oh, yeah. People and, do what they want right. to do. They're and, coming and up he, to you because they want to yeah. talk to you. And here's the thing. like, if you Are you comfortable in like the group setting? Like if you're, I'm again, picturing you around the fire 
mm-hmm. with all of your friends and, and you're it's meeting like these people. 65 degrees out that yeah, night, yeah, yeah. but everyone flannels, brought a sweater. Yeah, flannels and sweaters. Um, <laughs> and so, like, before you get alone with these girls and they're giving you the, your one shot, you're like vibing with them, uh-huh. correct? Yeah. In the, like, the group setting. It's easy for you when oh, it's yeah. like a group and you're all shooting the shit. When it's a group, I kill. Yeah. Oh, okay, and okay, see, there's so that confidence. Way. There's that confidence we want to see everywhere. We want to see it everywhere. <laughs> and so I guess that my thing is, is like, then I, I like use the group settings a little bit more to your advantage. Like, get their Insta in the group settings, do it in front of everybody. Okay. Joel. Get their Insta. Okay. Say, Joel. give me your phone. I'm going to put my Instagram in and I'm going to make you follow me. So I'm actually in love with Joel. Oh, wow. <laughs> and no, because here's the thing. I, I, I'm getting the impression from you that you actually would be good over text. Is that true or false? That you are. Uh, oh, uh, I text. Or maybe I was wrong. <laughs> 12 texts every six weeks. 12 texts every six weeks. Holy then, shit. But sometimes I text two, 200 in a day, you know, if I'm really feeling like I'm doing a good job. Okay, what's this? Get your fucking story straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say, like, if you need time apart, like, if, it, if the intensity of, like, the party situation is too much for you or these contexts that these girls are coming up to you at, then, like, take remove it and, like, give yourself the out to, like, continue it when you're in your own safe space, if that makes mm, any sense. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, I'm afraid just of the intimacy itself, I think. I get that. At the very end. I want to be, like, I feel like it's a, I want to not have any breaks in the journey to feeling comfortable around someone. I get that. But I don't know. I get that so much. You you guys get that? (laughs) I do. But also, like, you know, you're, especially if you're meeting in these settings where you're like, you're meeting at a party or something like that, they're going to be breaks because, like, what's your context for each other, you know? Like, you've got to establish your own universe with a person that you're dating. So there are going to be breaks and cracks, but that's okay because there are two people surrounding those breaks and cracks who are both interested in each other. Yeah. Have you Uh, had girlfriends before? Yeah, but not that many. I've had like three. That's a a shit ton. That's a shit ton to me. Oh, thank you. Okay. I've had a lot of girlfriends. Good. (laughs) And see, there it is again. Nailing it. Slam dunk. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like we fixed you. <laughs> do you okay. feel Do Great you feel job, like you have um, tools? Tools. More tools in your tool set. Belt. Your timer earlier, and remember that breaks and cracks are okay, and that you have two screaming harpies on your shoulders rooting for you. Yeah, and if you need be, if need be, just pivot to this episode. We don't know when this is coming out, but I hope it down, does come out. It, well, it absolutely. We know that it will come out. <laughs> That's not the question. We know that it will come out. We don't know when exactly yet, but just play them this episode. Just play them. Because you sound so nice. There's nothing that helps me when I'm feeling down than listening to a recording of my own voice. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, Sam, you sound like a comedian to me, babe. Babe. Good luck out there. Thanks. Good luck out there in the Pacific Northwest. We are. We can't wait to see you in the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) I'm... Okay. No comment. <laughs> okay, good. We don't want it. We don't want it. No more for you. Have a great night. <laughs> Bye. 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 
And we're back. Oh, and we've just got, listen, it's been a doozy of an episode for both of us, emotionally yeah. draining, doing so much good in a, such a short amount of time really mm-hmm. takes it out of you. So um, I'm, gonna, for one, I'm really excited to get out of here and see what kind of awards we've gotten from the Nobel com- the Committee know. for the work that we're doing on Urgent Care Podcast. Earwolf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> TM. Yeah. So let's, we just got one last email that we wanted to get to. Um, someone's really struggling out there. Well, and I'll say, like, we've dealt with a lot of really sensitive issues so far on the podcast, and I would say this one is by far the yeah. the, the most sensitive that we'll be talking yeah. about, so just brace yeah. yourself. So this one, um, here, I'll just jump right in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constipated all the time, and I have nightmares. <laughs> I just want a Brahm Sunday, but it will send me into a dairy depression. I also have no money or self-control. Am I helpless? <laughs> and writer, I have to say, Yeah. <laughs> I'm constipated all the time, and I have nightmares. And is in all caps. And in all caps. Um, I mean, it, it, as though these are connected somehow. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I bet. I bet if all that shit got out of there, they would have better sleep. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But um, I want to suggest um. Uh, some fiber to you. I use Pure for Men. It cleans me right out. This is not a. T- mm-hmm. This is not an ad. This is just me saying from me to you. Get some psyllium husk. And stay hydrated. And stay hydrated. Yes, that's the big one. That's and stay away from laxatives. Stay away. Do not do anything for. But add. I can't believe we're a- a- actually, honestly, giving advice to this person <laughs> well, who's clearly, I mean, clearly a lunatic. I'll um, say, like, you know, I have a lot of like uh, digestive issues, and uh, I have shit myself twice in my life, and more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. And. You got to get that shit under control and you can find things that taste good that aren't Sundays. But also but if you want to have it, do it. But turn around and look, Dana has pulled up what is a Brahm Sunday <laughs> and these look fucking amazing. I didn't even, I didn't know what this was before. I knew that it was like a chain or so, of some sort, like a specific uh, Sunday, but Dana has pulled them up and reader, <laughs> I have to tell you, go for it. Go for it, it and just make sure it. you're it alone. It is worth it. And then clear your schedule for the rest clear of the, the schedule. Week. Do it on like a oh Friday night. Oh my God, night. these Sundays look amazing. <laughs> Do it on a Friday night and spend the rest of the weekend alone. Oh my God. I want to go to this place. I don't know where. Oh, they're only in a very, very oh. limited oh. Oklahoma okay. sort of oh. Missouri, Well, we haven't identified Texas. you in any way. Missouri, so. Texas, Pennsylvania. There's a lot of cities. Okay, but. Joel, you need to get a stand-up show there and you need I to know. let me Actually, open for you. Yeah, <laughs> truly. I'm going to get them on it because... Damn, those look like good yes, Sundays. Only in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So we have doxed you. You are in Oklahoma somewhere. Specifically Oklahoma. City. Wow. Um, I mean, you got to have it. Um, as for the nightmares, um, jerk off. Jerk off before bed. This is what I found. This is just me specifically, and people think this is weird. I actually have not. I have sex dreams only when I jerk off right before I go to bed. Oh, you know what I will say also? Um, it really does help to not have your screen near you for like mm-hmm. a few minutes before you go to bed mm-hmm, and just like mm-hmm. read a book and like really read a like a, a book in your hand, not uh, not yeah, off of a screen I with do blue that. light. Um, because it, it does affect, like it does affect my sleep. Get a, I, 
This is I and again I want to reiterate that we chose this email to end on because we were like this is going to be quick because this is a nonsense email and yet we have dispensed unending amounts of actual real advice to yeah, this person. We are sick. But I will say <laughs> we are unwell. What I do is I keep a Alice Munro book or a George Saunders book, short stories next to my bed, and I read one short story before I go to bed. That's and very that, sweet. That's so satisfying because it's like uh, sometimes I'm reading a real book too, but like a the short <laughs> the short story is like it just feels like you've accomplished something. Because you're done. You've sort of closed the loop on something. It's not like I never need feel like the need to read on. It's always mm-hmm. just enough to make me fall asleep. That's really nice. Oh, um, and a white noise machine if you like can get a cheapy one yeah. somewhere is really I, nice. I, I usually listen to podcasts too here on Earwolf Stitcher Premium. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that commercial. They are paying us $700 billion, billion a minute to give you primo you know, content of advertising for the, the, the thing you're already listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine falling asleep to this? Just a screech in your ears at night? You need to eat a Sunday. <laughs> Going to bed and then you hear awful, awful. Congrats. Um, all Congrats. right. Well, that's it for us this week. Um, thank you, you made so it. much for listening. You guys, again, if you you have anything to add to the advice that we've already given questions of your own you can call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com is i believe our officially email address you guys can cut that out if it's wrong um <laughs> but again uh give us a call 323-334-0371 um let mitra give mitra advice on canned responses to give to psychos who want to cut her in yes, line please send me canned responses that Tell i can say me- to people I will try them out because it happens a lot. <laughs> what I can do about my friend who openly talks shit about me. Um, and um, yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.